Okay, let's get into Parsha's Pinchas, Tavshin Ayintes, as we continue here towards the second half of Sefer Bamidbar, and we have the Parsha of the transference of power, really, and authority from Moshe Rabbeinu to Yeshua Benun. Obviously, it takes us till the end of the Torah, where Moshe Rabbeinu uh, dies all the way at the end of the Torah, but really, this Parsha, we feel the, the, uh, the emotion that Kodesh uh, Baruch tells Moshe to really pass the... Uh, Pass the torch to Yehoshua, and the pasuk tells us Hashem says to Moshe, "Aleil harho avrim azeh." Pasuk Chavzayin Yudbeis, go up ureeya saaretz asher nasati levnei Yisrael. See the land vreisa osav and esafta elamecha gamata. You will see it, but then you won't be able to go in, but you will die. Like your brother Aaron was gathered into his people, Rashi quotes, Why does Hashem have to say, just like Aaron died, so too you'll die, because Aaron Cohen had a certain type of Misa, and Moshe yearned for it. And therefore, Hashem said, you're going to die like him. Says the Ksav Sofer. What does that mean? What does that mean? That he yearned for Misa Benishika, as Chazal say elsewhere. Nearly line two. Domer Chazal, Kalamaniach Ben Kemoso, Kiilalomais. Chazal tell us that if somebody leaves a son, a child following in his path, so it's Kiilu, he didn't die because he lives through the son. Brakara Davua, Kiesh Lozchus, Bemitzvah Saben, Lacher Misaso. Even after a person dies, the son continues in his path. Holechum Mishamesh Lefne Hashem Aide Beno. That's how a person never dies. Yaakov Avinu Lomais. What does the Gemara mean? The Pasuk says that he he uh, he died. The Pasuk says that they buried him and they mummified him. So the what well, we say that through his children. Aaron Aaron was to have his son carry on. We read how Moshe Rabbeinu and Parshas Chukas took the clothes from Aaron and put it onto Pua Elazar. Moshe was in Zoche to either of his sons filling his place and his position. Moshe wanted it. Moshe says, I want my son to carry on my tradition. I want my son to make it that I don't die, says Moshe. And that's what he desired. He wanted the Misa of Aaron because his Akilo Aaron didn't die. So that's what Moshe wanted. And he knew his sons weren't following and is in, going to be taking his position. So Hashem was giving him comfort here. Moshe didn't need that. Moshe didn't need the biological continuation from his son. Moshe was really the Rebbe of Chal Yisrael. There's only one person in history that's called Rabban Shal Yisrael, and that's Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay, we nickname Rashi that also. Maybe Rashi's the closest. Rashi, Rabban Shal Yisrael. But Moshe Rabbeinu, there was nobody else in history that he's the Rabbeinu of all of Am Yisrael. Zechuz kol Yisrael la'olam tuliyabo ki aidei ki balnu ha-Torah So we, each Jew... Is a Ben Moshe Rabbeinu. He taught us the Torah, and therefore it's Kiilu. He didn't die, right? They say Ramir Shapiro used to say he didn't have any children, but he said he has two children, two groups of children. He has the Talmidim of his yeshiva, a Rebbe is like a father, and he has any Lome Dafayomi because they are his children in a certain sense, and therefore because they continue his legacy. So Hashem was telling Moshe, "You're going to die like Aaron, but it's even greater than Aaron. Aaron had his children. Moshe has all the nation." All of Am Yisrael, we are B'nai Moshe, and we continue his legacy. And that's what it says, V'zeo Sha'amar ben Asafta el Amecha 
Gam Ata. Hagam Shein Lacha Ben Mamali Makomcha. Though you don't have a son, Mikol Makom, Tamus Kasher Mes Aaron Echicha, Kishchus Kol Yisrael Tluya Bechal Olam. So that's what the Pasuk means. For Isa Osav and Asafta, you will be gathered to your people more than anyone else has been gathered to their people. Because Moshe Rabbeinu, taught all of us, right, going back to that Gemara in Erevin, where the Gemara says he taught Aaron, then he taught Aaron's sons, then he taught all of the Zakanim, and then the rest is history as it expanded, but Moshe Rabbeinu is the source, as we know. Zichru Torah Moshe Avdi, as it says in the end of Nevi'im, and we are all carrying on that tradition. So as we read, with emotion, Moshe Rabbeinu is not being able to go in and finish the job, and his passing it over to Yoshua, we recognize that each of us carry carry the legacy of Moshe Rabbeinu uh, with us each day that we do mitzvos and learn Torah. Okay. There is so much here in Parshas Pinchas. Uh, let us go back to discuss the Musaf of Rosh Chodesh. We know the Karbanos are here in Perech Ches. We have all the Musafin that are read, Perech Ches, Pasuk Allah. First we have the Karban Tamid, and then we have the Karban of Rosh Chodesh, as is read, Uvrashi Chachechem, Takrivu, Ola Lashem, and Perachavches, Pasik Yud Aleph, Chavches Yud Aleph. The Torah tells us, I'm going a little out of order here, but we're going to do this, this thought, uh, first. Chavches Yud Aleph, Rashi Chachechem, Takrivu, Ola Lashem, Paramedi Bakar Shnayim, Vayalechad, Klasabeshar Shivatimimim, Vachulu, and as the Psukim described, uh, the carbon of, of Rosh Chodesh. When we daven on Rosh Chodesh, Musaf, Musaf of Rosh Chodesh, we say, uh, Rav Nevenzal points this out in his Sefer on Purim. Sefer on Purim, he talks about this. We say, if you look on the 13th line, Mizbeach Chadash B'Tzion Tachin, Va'olas Rosh Chodesh Na'ale'alav. We daven that when Mashiach comes, we will be able to build a new Mizbeach in Sion. Yes, we paskin, the Ramah paskins, you can build a Mizbeach even without a base of Migdash, but... Uh, the the uh, might be that even if we you know were had the ability we don't know exactly where to put it we don't know exactly where it is the dimensions we might need a navi anyway but either way when Mashiach comes the olas rosh chodesh naale alav and will be makriv the rosh the ola of rosh chodesh izim and the goats izim will be biratzon as is described in. Our parsha, right? Parim b'nei bakar shnayim ayil echad kavasim b'nei shorot shiva timimim, right? And it described the uh, the isronos and the skayim, and then siiri zim echad lachatas l'ashem al alas hatamid ye ase v'nisko. So we'll bring the the karbanas beratzon uva avodas beis hamikdash is vakulano. I'll be happy with the beis hamikdash with the simcha of the avoda. The question of Nevin Zaliyas is what's the hemshacha of the phrases in this tefillah that we say. Bring the Karbanos of Rosh Chodesh. Beratzon. Beratzon Dafka. That's what most Karbanos are, Beratzon. We're going to bring it Beratzon and we'll be besimcha regarding the Beis HaMikdash. What exactly is the the Hemshech? So in the context of talking about Shuva, Rav Nevenzal there in his Sefer on Purim talks about Shuva being Shivron Halev and Shuba being uh, about, not about the Karbanos, but obviously about the uh, the feeling that the Karbanos engender. So there he discusses as follows, line 16. Ulai afshal afarish kach. 
B'mishnah Mavuar. We know the Mishnah tells us in Mesechah Shvuos, the first couple of Prakam of Shvuos, are about Tumah Vatara and Karbanos. So, Si'ire Musafin Shal Rashi Chadashim, the Karbanos Musaf of Rosh Chodesh and of the Moadim, are Machaper for Tumas Mikdash Vakadashov. Tumas Mikdash Vakadashov, it goes into the base of Mikdash when they're Tomei, without knowing, with knowing, they knew, they forgot all the different details. Klomar, Amisha Shagag Viniklas the Mikdash Batuma, Awaka Kacha Batuma, ate a carbon Batuma, or went into the Mikdash Batuma. Vihine, that's the Karbanos of Rosh Chodesh. Specifically, and of Moadim in general, it says in Zechariah that there won't be Tumah. But if there won't be Tumah, and these Karbanas Dafka are brought for Tumas Mikdash, so what, we're never going to bring these Karbanas? They're not going to be Shayach? There won't be any tzarech. Efshar yielavater aleim. We can just move on. We won't need them. We'll never need to use them. Elishazek can move on built the efshari, but that's not impossible. You can't say that a mitzvah won't be shayach. Shaharei Torah mitzavah lakriv siyur chadas b'moadim. The Torah says every moad bring this carbon. Right? Bizman is that we can't bring carbonas, but we have to. We just can't. We're ones. So what is that? What it's going to be? Lasa lavo. It's going to be b'moed. We're going to be b'ones because there's not going to be any tumah to to bring it for. No. It's a little more, it says to bring it on the Moed. So when we had a base of Mikdash, and when we will have a base of Mikdash, the Torah is Nitzchis. Right? The definition of a mitzvah is that it's forever and eternal. So there's going to be a Shinui in the reality, but how is this carbon going to work? Says We're going to bring it, but it's going to have a different purpose. It's going to have a different purpose. The Torah just says we're going to bring it. Right? It says lachatos, but there are. There's also chatos mitzora. There's chatos nazi. There, there are karbonos chatos that aren't exactly always baal chait. So maybe originally it's for Thomas mikdash, but lasilavo sirei hamusafin lo yavo ol lachaper al chait. Shezek karbon sheino balaratzo. It won't be baal chait. It'll be laratzo. Better that we didn't sit in the first place rather than to bring a carbon afterwards. It won't be Laratza, it'll be Miratza, it'll be like an Ola, like a Doron, so to speak, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, if that's what it is, if we're Miratza ourselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not Tafka because of a Chet, but because of Matana, Ritzui, that brings tremendous Simcha with our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So now we read the, the tefillah that we say, We daven for the time when we can bring these karbonos, there's not going to be any problems of tumah in the world. So it'll be beratzon, and therefore, next phrase, Because that would be besimcha. And he continues, line 28, Ki azohar omer, the Karnam Lavim are Besimcha when the Chote brings a carbon. But the sinner is needs to have a broken heart. Somebody has a full heart, then they can't bring a carbon properly. They have to feel broken if somebody is Chote. Everybody, not just the Karnam Lavim. Even the Yisraelim, that they bring the karbanos, right? The or the Klai Yisrael that brings the carbon. They bring the carbon on everyone's behalf. 
Lo yitzarech afecha lios ba'atzvus ela kulam yismechu. Everyone will be besimcha, and that's the pshat of the tefillah. Ubechalzos kolvan sheish chatam ein afshar sisba kulano. Meanwhile, we cannot ki achot yitzarech lios ba'atzvus kumoshevenu shalachot lios mitzar v'doeg alachet shabaliyado. That's what the context of this piece is in the Sefer on Purim. The context of tshuva and shivron lave, shivron lave, uh, that we have to have the broken heart. The kutzker, one liner, kutzker. There's nothing as whole as a broken heart in the eyes of God, right? And that's what we have to remember. That's what tshuva is. But again, lasilavo, when we bring the carbon of the musaf of Rosh Chodesh, as it's described in our parsha, it will have a very different, a very different feel. Okay, let's go back now before the karbanos. Let's go back to the earlier part of the part of the parsha. Where Klai Yisrael are told to go to Midian. Chafei, parachafei, tezayin. Vaydabar Hashem Hoshel Yimar Tzaroros HaMidyanim V'hikisem Osam. Go, go cause problems. Tzaror. Tzaroros HaMidyanim. Right, unusual uh, word. Right, what does Tzaror mean? But Rav's uncle is aik. Right, cause problems for the Midyan. V'hikisem Osam. And you shall smite them. Why? Ki Tzaroros HaMidyanim. Because it's self-defense. Because they're doing it to you. They caused problems for you, Rashi. They sent their daughters to you to seduce you. They did Gili Arayas in order to get you to do Avodah Zarah. That was Midian. Moab was not, you were not, they were not commanded to destroy, as the Gemara says in Babakama. But when it comes to Midian, Tzorot HaMidyanim, V'hikisem Osam, and take care of them. Take care of them. Rabbi Friend writes in his Sefer, the third volume, I think, on uh, one of the volumes on Allah Torah, he writes that, you know, some of these halachas of battle don't seem to be so naturally fitting into the rest of halacha and Jewish values. Right? We know that Gemara tells us in Masechah Yavamas, Rachmanim, Baishanim, the Gomle Chasadim are the Simanim of every Jew. Simanim of every Jew. And that's why, you know, if somebody doesn't have these Simanim, so then uh, one has to be Choshesh about his Yichus. So Rabbi Fran writes on the top of source number four, when it comes to Midian Hashem, Kim changes the rules. Right? Instructing Moshe to harass and smite the Midianites without offering the possibility of peace. Right? It's different. Right? It's different. And the question is, and he quotes the Medrash, that uh, discusses this as well. And the Medrash even compares Midian to other nations, right? Edom and Mitzrayim, right? They were not the greatest of our, of our enemies. They, they tortured us for, for, for centuries. And the Medrash says, though, as it says, it says in Tvarim, eventually they're able to come in. So what's the difference? It explains the Medrash in Edome HaHorgo Yotermen Amachti. Machti, right? Midian weren't trying to kill us. Bilam didn't try to kill us. They just tried to curse us. How do you curse us if he couldn't actually curse us? Cause us to sin and then we will be cursing ourselves through the punishment that we will uh, bring upon ourselves. So the Medrash says, right? That's the, uh, in the middle of the, of the page. Physical survival in his, sor- in his short-lived sojourn in this world or spiritual achievement that will afford his soul eternal life. Midian attacked the Ruchnius. And that's why it was much worse. And that's why uh, Midian is uh, in a different category than other nations. But then Rabbi Frank continues and says, but this halacha generally highlights for us the fact that we have to do what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to do. And even if sometimes it appears that it doesn't fit 
the other rules. Again, we have to be sure. We see Torah in a larger framework. But there are some mitzvot that are run contrary to some of the values that were, some of them that we're used to. Obviously, Amalek and David Amalek, he goes through the story of, of, um, uh, David Amalek sending some, some of his soldiers to, to Amon, Amon, uh, Amon, and they sent back David's soldiers, cutting off half their beards. Either way, and the Medrash says, Alti the Karbi. The Gemara in Yuma also talks about, by Shal Hamelech, Alti the Karbi. Because when we think, we try to outsmart, outsmart the Halacha, so that's something very dangerous. Something very dangerous. We have to look at the, turn to the Gdoli Harabanim and our, our Rebbeim to interpret, to interpret. As we mentioned often, sometimes the application of the Halacha is different in different areas and different situations, for sure. But to say that a mitzvah doesn't make sense or doesn't fit into my worldview and therefore I will reject it and I will change my behavior different than what a mitzvah tells me to do. So that's something that is uh, very, very dangerous. It even quotes an amazing story that one might have heard, some might have heard from Rav Moshe. From Rav Moshe. Rav Moshe lived in a small town in, the, in uh, Eastern Europe before uh, before coming to America and there was a certain Moser in town. A certain Moser in town and we know Moserim were in, the, in those days and days earlier were terrible. How much trouble they caused for the fellow Jews, and it goes back centuries, right? The Rechav al-Mashinim is already uh, connected to the Moserim, right? And therefore, the uh, when the Moser died, it says in source number five, he quotes the story, when the Moser died, the Hever Kadisha had a major Shiloh. Major Shiloh, why? Because the Moser left in his will that he felt terrible, and he wanted to get some kapara. So he wrote in his will, and he writes, I want my body to be mutilated and treated with utter disrespect as one would treat a donkey. Bury me outside the Jewish section of the cemetery as atonement for my sins and for all the trouble I caused the Jewish community during my lifetime. This was his will. He says, bury me like a donkey. Don't give me a proper burial. And this is the will. And the Hever Kaddisha didn't know what to do. Because the Halacha tells us that if there is a Jew that dies, even if he's a sinner, he's buried in a certain way. Buried in a certain way. Ramosha says, ignore the will. Ignore the will. Bury him as you would bury every other Jew with respect and dignity. A person does not have jurisdiction over his own body after he dies. Even during his lifetime, we know a person is not allowed to wound themselves. A person ate out the Mesa Masbal Russia. Remember the Rambam and Hilchas Sanhedrin. The Rambam describes how if a person comes to Bezer and says, I, I, I was Machal Shabbos, kill me. I ate Shreif, give me Malchus. One is not allowed to do that. And the Radvaz on that Rambam, I think it's Perak Tezayin, and Hilchas Sanhedrin discusses because our body is not our own. Even when a person is alive, our body is not our own. For sure, after a person dies, the body is not his. The halacha dictates how we must handle it. But they said to Rav Moshe, he wants to do tshuva. How can we steal this opportunity from him? He wants a kapara. Rav Moshe says, halacha is halacha. And we, this is the halacha. A person is ain adam. All right, it can't be mevatel and go against something that's against the Torah. You can't make a tanai. Masana mashkasa Torah. You can't do this. We don't superimpose our own thoughts or emotions on the Torah. And the Hever Kadisha reluctantly listened and he buried him with, they buried him with full dignity. Three weeks after the Kfura, governmental officials arrived in the city unannounced with an official edict to exhume this man's body. And they were surprised. They found him buried in the Jewish cemetery in a coffin. Perfect. Perfect. And the body wasn't harmed. And the caretaker asked, what happened? And the Moser, once a Moser, always a Moser. What happened? Before his death, he sent a letter to the authorities that the Jews hated him so much that when he dies, 
They were going to bury him outside the cemetery. And they were going to treat him, be mizmavazahim, and watch out, these Jews are going to cause such problems. Rather than attempting to atone for his sins, what did he do? Until the last moment, even after the last moment. They went to Ramosha and they said, Wow, you're a Navi. How do you know this was going to happen? Ruach HaKodesh. And Ramosha says, I don't know Ruach HaKodesh. I was following the Halacha. The Halacha says, the Halacha, this is what you do. Even if something might not, not, might not make sense to me, so it's Chukas Right? If we follow the Halacha and we follow our great to interpret the Halacha in certain ways, we always have to remember that Halacha cannot be outsmarted. Alti Tzadikarbe, right? We even know by Shaul HaMelech, right? We read the story of Shaul, and maybe if we just read that parak, we might feel bad. Shaul's told to kill out all of Amalek, and how could it be? How could it be the king? I'll leave the king, I'll just lock him up forever. Right, we know what came out of the Gog that night. Haman, he wanted to destroy the Jews. Alti Tzadikarbe, Shaul. And what does Shaul himself do later on in his life? He massacres an entire city looking for David HaMelech, or as a punishment for David hiding uh, David HaMelech. So, Shaul HaMelech, you can't read one story without the other. Right, as, the, as Chazal say, if somebody has a Rachamim on a Russia, he'll be Mashiach on, on Sadiqim. So, that's what we learn from the, some of these halachas, like Midian and the like, we learn that we always have to just follow the halacha, exactly what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. Moving right along. Chaluka. Chaluka of Eretz Yisrael. So we have here in Parachavav, Pasik Nun Hey, after the whole list of Am Yisrael, Vayedabar Hashem HaMoshal Emar, Vayishlishi, Lo'ele Techalek Ha'aretz Benachla B'mizpar Shemotz. To these people, you shall split up the land. To these people. The ones that have names. Lo'raft Ha'aretz Nachla So, Lamat Ha'amit Nachla So, discussion, Rashi, Ramban, exactly what this means, whether they're larger portions, smaller portions, Ish, Lafik, Duda, Vitan, Nachla So, Ach, Begoro, Yechalek, Esa'aretz, Loshmos, Matos, Avosem, Yinchalu, the Shvatim, the Goro. Rashi quotes a very unusual way of figuring it out. It's based on the Gemara, Mesechel, Ba'abastra, Dafkuf, Yudzayin. But Rashi quotes it that there was a, uh, a balance between and a, uh, two ingredients that make up how the land was split. So what would, what would you and I have said? They go into Eretz Yisrael, they split it up based on the Nichnasim La'aretz, those who are there. But Rashi says, no, it's not so simple. They will split it up based on the, the names of the, of the Shvatim of their forefathers. Rashi, Eila Yotzei Mitzrayim. Shina HaKasav Nachla Zu Mikol Nachla Shebatora. This nachla is very unusual, different than every other nachla. Why? Shekola nachlos hachayim yarshim asamesim. What usually happens? The live yarshim the dead. Somebody dies, then his property and assets are passed to those who are still alive. Vikan mesim yarshim asachayim. And here the opposite. Mesim yarshim nachayim. Why should mesim yarshim nachayim? What is that? How does that work? Ketzad as follows. Rashi quotes, if there are two brothers that went out of Mitzrayim, there were two brothers that left Mitzrayim. They died in the Midbar, right? Because they were in the Meraglim. They were in the Xera. And they each had sons that were going into Eretz Yisrael. One of them had one son, one of them had three sons. So if you would have just gone by Nichnasim Laaretz, there were four. You give this family three and this family one. But what happens here? You do the following. Step one, they each get a portion. They're four people. As the Pasik says earlier in Pasik Nun Gimel, to these people going in, then it says a few Pesukim later, so after these three and one get four portions, 
then it goes back to their grandfather. It goes back to their grandfather and it's split up evenly with the two sons. So the three get one portion and the one gets one portion. But the th- obviously it's split up now. Uh, the one's going to get more and the three are going to get less. So you have to use the the no chale, the ones that go in and the ones that went out. Then split it. If you originally went by then, they would have gotten two. Now they get four. So that's if you would just, just have Yotim Mitzrayim. If we would just have Nechazim Laaretz, they would get, it would be split up even differently. But the question is, what's this about? Why, why is this? Why do you have to have this complicated way of splitting up, splitting up the land? If you look at the Sipsech HaChamim right here, I gave it to you as source number six. Sipsech HaChamim is usually a compilation of early Mefarshim of Rashi, quoting Maharal and Mizrahi and other Mefarshim and the Taz. Uh, in the Divrei David, but sometimes he has his own uh, commentary. So here it doesn't seem to be quoting from from others. mishum to call If Hashem says something, that's it. It happens. Eino Choser. He says it. Remember, we spoke about um, you know two weeks Parshas Chukas two weeks ago. We spoke about the Gur Arye, different levels of speech uh, of Hakadosh Baruch Hu's Gzeris. A thought, a dibur, a dibur with a shvua. We spoke about when did Moshe actually lose the chance. Uh, so this has to do with that also. So the nearer that time, you should call deeper. She has to be a kaddish baruch hu l'tov eino choser. If Hashem says something, it's not retractable. V'hachla if the echad kaddish baruch hu l'tain liyotim Yisrael et Eretz Yisrael. Hashem said to those who love Yisrael, you're going to go to Eretz Yisrael. Umeisu kula bemidbar, but they all had to die. Lachain Hashem had to do something to kiilu its away that those yotzim Yisrael were nichnas laaretz. They have a chelik. And that's why we have this double. That's why we have this double. Because that's why he says Morasha, not Yerusha. It says in the beginning of, of Shmos. Either way, this is the Sitzech Hachamim. Why do you have this balance of Yotim Mitzrayim and Nechnasim La'aretz? But if you look in the Drash David, David Hofstetter, he has another idea. He has another idea. At first, he has another question. Here's another question later on in our parsha. Later on, we are introduced to the Benos Slavchad, who come up again later in Sefer by Midbar as well. The Benos Slavchad. And Benos Slavchad, the Pasuk says, came Benos Slavchad Dovros. What they said is correct. Give them a portion. And the Medrash says, Kane Benos Slavchad Dovros. It's good. What they said is correct. Praised is the person. And these B'no Slavchad were, were correct. The question that the Drash David asks is simple. I don't understand. Eretz Yisrael was nischalka levnei Yisrael api ruach HaKodesh. Ruach HaKodesh, how'd they get it? Everyone got the portion that the Urmetumim and the Goral did. Hashem made the Chelek and the Goral. And therefore, what were they asking? What did they change? They changed what, what was going to be? And Mimanavshach, if they didn't change what was going to be, and it was always supposed to be that way, so why they have to ask? And it's clear that they wouldn't have gotten it had they not asked. 
uh, Rashi again, unusual Chazal, uh, which actually is a machlokes or Bionis or Boshi. Exactly how it happened it was some type of of using both the Yotze Mitzrayim and the Boy and the Boy Haaretz. Uh, but again, why did it have to be this way? Getting back to the original question. Vinir along my left side. Shachin miikar adin ayaroi shul Yotze Mitzrayim yechelik beretz Yisrael. Really, the Yotze Mitzrayim should have the chelik. They went out. They were promised. They should have the chelik. But. And, and we should go purely by them, because that's what Hashem promised. So it should go purely by the ultimate Shrine, right? You could ask this question from two opposite sides. You could say, why does it go purely by the Nochleyaris? They're the ones that are still alive. But really, the Mepharshim ask it the other way. Why doesn't it go by purely the ultimate Shrine? Because they're the ones that were promised it. Says the Drash David, they should have gotten it, but you know what? They were missing something. Hashem never gives anything without a melus, without Ishtablus, without human input. Even the chilek that you're supposed to get, you're not going to get unless there's hard work to get there. As the Mishnah says in Sanhedrin, call Yisrael Yeshlam chilek olam haba. Everyone is a chilek. But, dahainu, shalakolechan muchan chilek olam haba. Ulam borur, shalakolechan muchan borur. There is a chilek. I want to get that chilek. Hashem is not giving me the chilek unless I deserve that chilek. Someone who does not push themselves in this area. You have a chilek that has your name on it, but it's not going to be put into the mail unless I deserve it. The same thing in Torah. Everybody has we have to daven for it and we have to work for it. So has so much for us, but we have to work for it, right? It's not our, our topic right now. We also know there's a parallel topic. You have to daven for it. Right, Hashem, you have to say the magic words. That's why Hashem also created the world. Ubir Advarmi continues. If somebody would get his chilek without working hard, he'll be mezalzal. He wouldn't be makir, tov, that Hashem is going to just give him something without working. He won't realize this from Hashem. So Hashem put it into the bria that you're going to get things after working for it. Top of the next page. That's why you have this unusual way of Yarshaning Eretz Yisrael. The Yotim Mitzrayim should get it because they were the ones that were promised it. But they're not here because they sinned and they listened to the Miraglim. But Hashem can't just say, okay, they'll get it anyway. And therefore, their children have to have some part of it because they are the ones that are going to be Amel. They're going to want that are going to be fighting the 31 kings. They're going to want, they're going to want that are going to be working the land. So only that hard work is going to allow them. So that's why there's a balance and an interplay between these, 
Two different parties. Me'idach, line 19. They fixed it. They fought. They valued it. They went further for the fichach. Through their hakrava, through their sacrifice and their mesira. So it goes by the Yotzei Mitzrayim and the hard work. The Yotzei Mitzrayim, it's their, they're the address, but it's the hard work that's, that's done and, and given by the, by those who actually went in. Then once the hard work is done, so then Mamela, it can, uh, it can be given. Again, sometimes, you know, even if something doesn't fit, once the hard, the, the, the um, ingredient of hard work, so then Mamela, something can, could automatically come to the person. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenevsky discusses this in a totally different context in Parsha Zos Habracha, where he discusses Svach Zvulun Secha, Yisachar Bohalacha. The Medrash talks about how Zvulun is going to have the same uh, Yediyah Satorah in Olam Haba and go to the same Shiurim in Olam Haba upstairs as Yisachar. And Rabbi Yaakov asks, how is that possible? Right, Yisachar studied and he learned Shasim Poskim and, and everything and, and Zvolin wasn't. Zvolin was, you know, supported Yisachar. And the answer he explains is the same idea. Zvolin did the hard work too. He did the Amelus with the same Kavana. Right? And therefore, once the hard work was done, then the Matana of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yislach Moshe, Matnas Chalka, the Matana of Torah, will be given to him just like it will be given to Yisachar. Because the hard work was done. And once the hard work was done, so then that will allow the Torah to go to Yisach, to go to Zvolan as well. So now just one answer that we didn't get back to. Okay, so now let's get back to Benos Lafchad. What about Benos Lafchad? Benos Lafchad, they weren't, they wanted it, but their father wasn't, their father should have gotten it, but they weren't going to be able to do the hard work. They weren't going to fight, right? The men were going to fight. So what about Benos Lafchad? Why did they get it? So explains the Drash David. Well, they couldn't do the hard work, but there's another substitute that one can have if one can't do the hard work themselves. Ka'amur la'el, Yotim Mitzrayim, 36, Am Hashem, hefsidu eschelkam ba'aretz, v'maisa maraglam, they lost it. V'lo zachu ba'elai de'bineyem, asher b'ichos ma'alas ha'aretz, they fought for it, they loved it, they wanted to go into Eretz Yisrael, lulam slavchad, afshlo ha'ya ba'adas maraglam, slavchad wasn't in the maraglam, as the Torah says, b'tainas b'nosav, v'kal makam, hefsidu eschelkam ba'aretz, he lost the, he lost it with the rest of the nation. He won't have the sons to fight. So how is he going to get it? He doesn't have that schus. They say it's not fair. We have the she'ifa, we have the tzimaon, we have the desire. And that also should count for something. That's a tikkun. That's a tikkun. The, literally the mesiris nefesh. Not the, oh, just the amelus in the action, but the giving of their soul. They wanted it. They went. They stood up to Moshe Rabbeinu and said, We want it. We yearn for it. That could be a substitute for the war. Right? What does Gemara say? If we have a desire, if we yearn for it. They couldn't just rely on the Goro. 
because the Goral, everybody else was getting the Goral because their sons were going to substitute the hard work and therefore allow them to be Mizake, Mizake, their forefathers in it. But here, they weren't going to get anything from the Goral until they said something. Unbelievable. And that's Dovros. They are correct in what they're doing and what they did. And maybe, maybe, it says Moshe Rabbeinu didn't remember the halacha. Maybe this is part of what Moshe Rabbeinu was asking. Maybe he wasn't sure. He saw this, but could this substitute? And Kodesh Baruch Hu says yes. Kodesh Baruch Hu says this desire, this tzima'on for Eretz Yisrael could substitute. Sheroz chibasun ha'atzuma la'aretz v'gilu ad kama hein ma'aricho sumokiros as Eretz Yisrael. Hizu Hashem achmata ra'u ilavin l'zakos b'chalka ba'aretz and therefore, uh, they were able to, to, um, substitute and get it. And that's what he says at the end. What's the message for us? Nothing's giving on a silver platter. Life's about hard work. Life's about getting our portion, but working for it. Right? And there's no stage in history, in our family, no stage in our life that we could just say, you know, you know what? I'm going to take it easy. Okay, there are stages. There's retirement. There's, 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 um, you know, a little more laid back, but it doesn't mean relaxing in our ruchnias. It doesn't mean relaxing in our desire. We have to make sure that we take the goodness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and we recognize that we have to work for it and then we'll, we, we will be zoha to it. Okay, moving right along. Says the Medrash. Chav Zayin Tezayin. So Chav Zayin Tezayin, now we are into Moshe Rabbeinu as we started off this year, Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, "We need a leader." Moshe says to Hashem, "Are the Balaturim we've quoted in the past years? There's no pasuk like this in the Torah. Ain't pasuk acher kazeh b'Torah, quoting the Sifri Zuta. No pasuk like this." But Moshe says to Hashem, "Vaydaber Moshe al Hashem leimar. Yifkod Hashem alokei aruchos l'chol basar. Hashem should appoint a." Leader ish al ha'eda asher yetsi lefnei asher yavo lefnei asher yotziim asher yeviim. We need somebody. We need somebody to be able to go out in front of them, to connect to them, to be a real leader. Elokei haruchos Rashi lama neamar amar lefanav. Why does Hashem Moshe call call Hashem dafke here? Elokei haruchos lama neamar amar lefanav. Everybody shalolam galui viadu lefanecha. You know, you know the das of each person. You know how different Jews are from each other. Right? Three Jews, four opinions. They need a leader who could deal with all the different deos amongst Jews. You need a leader like that. Hashem knows all the ruchos. He knows all the people, right? That's what the, right, the Mepharshim say on the bracha when he sees 600,000 Jews, Chacham HaRazim. Hashem is the one that knows the thoughts of each and every Jew, 600,000. Good. So that is the, uh, that's the Rashi. But if you look back in that Tanchuma, that Tanchuma, Rashi quotes part of the Tanchuma, the Tanchuma is a little larger. The Tanchuma in source number nine starts off by talking about brachos. And then it goes right into this medrash that Rashi quotes. Right, Rashi quote, the Medrash, source of Menon, the Tanchuma. 
Besabakonim, if I if I see any of these unusual types of looking people, Baruch Meshana Habrios. Haroas Hakitea Vasasuma Vasmukashrin Baruch Taina Emes. Make all these brachas. If I see uh, all these brachas shevach, if I see the Brios Tovos, Vilanos Tovos, if I see uh, unusually beautiful looking trees, Baruch Shakachalo Bolamo, and then he goes to Baruch Hacham Arazim. And right, amp- right after that, it goes right into this medrash. Kishem Shein Partsufeim Shavin Zelazeh. Just like their faces are different, Kachin Daitum Shavin Zelazeh. So too. Jews think differently from each other. Everybody thinks differently. Just like their faces are different, so too their deos are different. Moshe says to Hashem, Hashem appoint a ruler who could deal with all of these people. The question is, is there a connection between the first half of the Medrash and the second half of the Medrash? First half of the Medrash, talking about seeing unusual looking things, beings, flowers, making brachos, and to go right into... Differences amongst people. And Moshe Rabbeinu asking, Moshe Mavakish bin HaKadosh Baruch Hu B'Shas Misaso, Vomar Lofan Avibar Nishalolam, Galim Yidu Lofan Echad, Ayat Vekol Echad Echad, Ve'im B'Shal Ben Echad Domen Zalazeh, When Kshanim is Talek, right, this is the fuller uh, Lashon, Kshanim is Talek Mehen, Bevakashem Imcha, Im Bikashto Lemnos Alehem Manhig, Manei Alehem Adam Sheisolek Alechad Echad. Interesting Lashon. If you appoint a Manhig, maybe you'll take care of them yourself. But if you appoint a manig, make sure it's someone who could deal with all of the all of the issues that come up. So is there a connection? So it says the Kutzker, or quoted in the Kutzker, from the Kutzker, Emes Ve'amunah, that maybe the idea is, is that just like when it comes to physical differences, and even flowers, as was just discussed, uh, physical differences, that's b'mahutz. B'mahutz, there are differences between people. Let me say it this way. Once, when we see different types of flowers, we know they're different in essence. There's nothing wrong with any of them. They're just different. Hashem made them different from each other. And Hashem made people look different from each other. Says the Kutzker, the connection of the measures is that, that's how we have to view each other. Right? We always, you know, we, uh, we look at people who think differently from us, that, that, that they're different. And there's one right, one wrong, says the Kutzker, quoted in Tafresh Chavtes, in source number 10. Just like you could deal with different people's faces looking different, because that's how Hashem made them, right? And just like flowers are different and people's faces are different. You have to look at it that it's, it's, it's something inherent. It's something inherent that Hashem created people differently, right? And that's how we know everybody thinks of things, everything thinks of Torah topics differently, right? The Maharshal and his Akdama to Baba Kama talks about every Jew had their own personal Kabbalah Satorah because everybody's different. And just like faces are different, so too deos are different. So it says the Kotzker, that's the Hemshech of the Medrash. When Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, that Jews are so different, we have to try to look at it in a way that just like there are different types of animals and different types of plants and different types of faces of people and they're all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to the day also from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we have to try to connect it to that as as well. Okay. Moshe Rabbeinu continues and says that Hashem, you can't leave them without a leader. The Adas of Hashem shouldn't be like a group of sheep without a shepherd. Katzon asher ein lahem ro'eb. You look in the Sefer Lehis Anig V'Sa'anugim. Quotes a fascinating story from the Panavich Arav. But first he quotes from the Maharit Sahalon, one of the Achronim. The Karo Bein Ilomar. He makes the following statement. Shekol Eida V'Kol Mi Yisrael. Shein Mamanin Aleim Chacham Ben Avon. Shei Chacham Gadol 
If you have a group of Jews, a congregation that does not appoint a leader, a rabbinic leader, however you over belav, that's a violation of this pasuk. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying. He was warning us, don't have a place without a leader. Right? It's probably you know, more common in certain places in the world than other places to have shuls without rabbis. Or to have minyanim without rabbis. We don't need, we're all rabbis, or we don't need a rabbi. Says the Maharit Sahalon, that's very dangerous. It's very dangerous if there's no leader. If there's no mashpia. If there is no... Um, person who is supposed to be ma'ale and inspire and invigorate and elevate. And maybe that's alluded to in this Pasuk. We always need roim. We always need shepherds. And he quotes a fascinating story from the Panevich When the Panevich of Yosef Shlomo Kahanamin was young, so his father wanted to send him to Yeshiva Tells in Europe. Yeshiva Tells, and Blazer Gordon was the Rosh Yeshiva in Tells. The problem was that there was a tremendous lachatz in the Yeshiva to get into the yeshiva. And the hanhala of the yeshiva made it the law that you are only allowed to take one boy per city. Many cities wanted to send one boy. If there was a boy from your city already, sorry, you can't come to the yeshiva. And there was already a boy that was already from Rav Yosef Shlomo's yeshiva that was already accepted for that year. And there was nothing for him to do and he wanted to go for that year. So what happened? So his father had a great idea. His father said, you know what? There's a little shtetl, there's a little town next to where we live, Akfar Katan. Some balabatim pshutim live there. Go uh, get a rent a little room there. He sent him there. He stayed there for a couple of days. And kach, fine. Now I'm not from this city anymore. He goes to Tells. When he gets to Tells, they said, you know, where you're from? And he said, this little town, this little town. And he hoped that in that way he'll be mitkabel to the yeshiva. When Rebbe Gordon heard this, he's asked in this little, he says, who's the rub in the town? And Yosef Shlomo said, there's no Rav in the town. Blazer Gordon said, a city without a Rav is not a city. Sorry. That's not called a city. Unbelievable. Ir beli Rav ain't a ear, because that's a violation of this Pasuk. Because Kodesh Baruch made it. We always need leaders. We always need leaders. And, you know, there can't be a place without a leader because what direction? Who's going to show us the direction to go to? And who's going to show us, you know, point out our, our, uh, our faults? And who's going to point out when we need to do something differently? You know, that's something that's, you know, it's, uh, even if there's a, if there's a rav of a community, of a community, one rav in four different, for four different places. It's also not as not as great because the rough can't be in five places at the same time, and there are, and if there are so many, you know, chayvios, uh, right? And the larger the, the shul and the larger the community, the more leaders that, that 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 are needed, right? It's hard to have you know one person for for the um, population as it grows. So again, everyone in their own area has to make sure that there are enough roim, enough shepherds to shepherd the flock of God. As Moshe Rabbeinu asks, and he tells us, there always has to be a rowan. Always has to be a rowan. Okay. Final point for the evening is also relating to Moshe and to Yehoshua. On this passage, it says, Hashem says to Moshe. Moshe asks for a leader. Hashem says, okay. Take Yehoshua. Right? According to our var, he was already promised that even though it wasn't going to be his sons, he was going to be Nesaf Alamecha, all the Am. But Hashem says, take Yehoshua, Isha as Yadcha Alav. You shall place your hands on him. What is that meant? 
What is the Samate Jatkala? Tainlo Maturgaman Shayidrosh Bechayecha, Rashi says. Rashi says, give him a Maturgaman that he can give a shear. Let him give a shear in your lifetime already. Shalom Yom Rala, they shouldn't say about him. Compared to Moshe, he's a nobody, he's a nothing. But no, let him already give a shear. Let him say some words of Torah so they realize that even in even in uh, your lifetime, you showed him respect, you gave him authority. So according to Rashi, according to the Eben Ezra, according to others, uh, Eben Ezra again, Laharos es Yisrael shehu bimkomo va'alav samach. To show B'nai Yisrael that he's in your place and you're relying on him. So according to the Rashi, according to the Eben Ezra, this v'samach has that authority. That authority, give him over the authority. Says the Nitziv, very different. V'samach des yadchalav, source 14. Shetehelo, it's not giving over authority, but it's basically giving him a bracha. Shetihelo, siyata deshmaya, lachavein ha emes vedas yeshara. That he should have the siyata deshmaya to get to the right psak. Lachavein ha emes, to get to the emes. Vizeo kein toela smicha lahora'a. Shemo'ila lasiyata deshmaya. Smicha in the days of old. Real smicha. So that's was that's a that's a siyata deshmaya for psak in order to in order to have you know to ultimate special connections. We should dafilu Even if somebody is roy, somebody is a rashka baha godol ador tremendous tamar chacham. Everyone always needs siyata deshmaya. Every rab needs siyata deshmaya to help come to the correct psak. Like it says in Ksubis, samacham and beis. Gemara says there in the context of Mora Halacha Bifnei Rabo that the Siyata Deshmaya in every Psaq and that's what the 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 command of Hashem telling Moshe Rabbeinu to, about Yoshua give him Koach in a way that he will be able to have the Siyata Deshmaya pass the mantle of Siata Deshmaya, Rosh of the door, pass that to him. So he will have that. Because as we know, where Moshe Feinstein discusses already in the Igris Moshe, in the Hakdama, I gave it to you in Source 15, two levels of truth, two types of truth, in the Sugi of Elu Be'elu Dibri Lukim Chaim. Rosh writes, even though he's not Roy, to Paskin, who am I? They ask me questions. I'm a nobody compared to earlier generations. But says Ramosha on line 17, Every generation has to paskin, even though they're not Ravina and Ravashi. Even though they could think, maybe I didn't get to the MS. But says Ramosha, this is where Ramosha develops his idea, there's two levels of MS. There's two levels of MS. Ultimately, we want our MS to be a mirror to the ultimate MS. But even your MS, even your MS, the post-ex MS is MS. Shuhu MS klape shmaya. Avoch MS lahora'a kfar nemer lo This MS for psak and MS klape shmaya. Ela kvisha nira lachacham acharisha iin karoi lavar alacha. If a post goes through the proper channels. B'shahasav a postkim kvikocho. B'kovid rosh. U'biyurame Hashem yisparach. With heaviness of spirit. And Yerat Shamayim, Venira Lo Shekachu Psakadin, Hu HaEmes Lara, that is a level of Emes, says Ramosha. Umechuyev Lahoros Kain, Af in Beetzem Galia Klapi Shmaya, Sheinu Kain Beferish, Apirish. Even though Klapi Shmaya, maybe this is not what ultimate Emes is. Ramosha says there are different levels of truth. V'Yal Kazen No Mar Shegam Varav Dibriyolakim Chayim. His words also. 
reflect the, the words of the living God. He went through the proper channels. So the special given is that a, he has the power and the authority no matter what he decides after going through the proper channels. That is an MS Lahora, and maybe the extra Siyat of the Shmaya to have the MS Lahora mirror the MS Klape Shmaya. Right? Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky also in Parshas Bracious discusses this. He calls it MS Shamaimis and MS Artsis. Same idea. And the Nitziv in Hakid Masayimek, they all have the same idea, the different levels of, of truth with an ultimate truth and a uh, other levels of truth for Emma Slohorah. But that's what Ramosha explains. But that's what this Nitziv gives shot in our Pasik. The Nitziv says our Pasik is talking about that Moshe Rabbeinu was given Yoshua the special Siat of the Shmaya to have the connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in terms of making decisions in Halacha and for the nation because he was going to be the, the leader of the nation, that's what the Samachta is Yad Chalav. Not just authority, but also Siyata Deshmaya, Lachai Ben Emes, Vidaas Yishara. Okay, we'll stop here in Parshas Pinchas. Bezhem, we're still a week ahead in Eretz Yisrael. Next week we'll be at Bezhem, we'll be doing Matos and Masi separately, even though in Chutz Laaretz it'll be together, but we'll have two separate Shira Bezhem regarding Matos and Masi. Okay, we'll stop here.